We are the Satellite Sisters. I'm Leanne Dolan in Pasadena, California. I'm with my sister Julie Dolan in Dallas, Texas. And this is our Satellite Sisters Talk TV recap of the PBS drama Dark, Season 3, Episode 2. Julie, how are you today? I mean... I'm good, Leanne. It was a big Sunday night there uh, watching poll. We have uh, quite a bit of TV watching. A lot uh, of TV watching now yes. at Satellite Sisters Talk TV. Yeah. Yeah. I'm grateful. Last year, weren't Madam Secretary and Paul Dark, were they on at the same time? Or there seemed to be more overlapping. So at least our two recaps, it's a nine o'clock show and a 10 o'clock show. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I like that. Yeah. And and it all is well in Cornwall, Lee, and where it never seems to rain. Do you <laughs> notice the sweep, uh, sweeping opening scenes of Poldark, sunny days in Cornwall. And I just have a sense that it maybe is cloudier and damper there on a regular basis, but it always looks beautiful. You're right about that. It always does. All right. So we start this episode. We have two main questions. Where is Ross? And mm-hmm. where is Laura Linney? Like, why do we not see her anymore? <laughs> right? <laughs> We just hear her voiceover. Did they? Do they? Do they cut her out of uh, Masterpiece Theater? Where is she? Yeah, I mean, didn't they used to introduce each episode? Or anyway, she was always there along with the Viking ships. Yeah, that's how you knew it was time to watch Pole Dark. Yep, Viking crew still there, but no Laura Linney. So if anyone knows, let us know. All right, here are the three storylines in this episode this week. First of all, Ross goes to France with the pirate. To mm-hmm. save Doc Ennis from the French prison. Okay. okay. That's storyline yep. one. Storyline two. George the Weasel becomes everything we hate and maul. More. Small-minded, <laughs> vindictive, bewigged. Okay. And that totally turns Elizabeth on. <laughs> and then... That's a shocking turn of events woo! And then yeah. those two just go to the dark side in tandem. I mean, she is she is completely over the edge now. Don't you think? Yeah. I think she has just she she has lost her mind, which we're going to get into. Uh, yes, she has just she has just gone all in. If I'm going bad, I'm going uh, really bad. Yeah. So. Okay. And then finally, Demelza, she steps into the void. Like if there was ever a week in the real news when a woman needed a good bread pounding, this was it. <laughs> I think I think women all over the world are just going to start pounding bread because it looks so therapeutic. But It Demelza, does look great. I she know. was just hammering that, that bread dough this week, wasn't she, Liam? Hammering and yakking and hammering more. Yeah, she stepped into the void. So we're going to break down these three storylines. Okay, first of all, Ross goes to France with the pirate to save Doc Ennis from the French prison. And how do we know they're in France? Because all the prison guards are yelling in those cartoonish French accents. <laughs> Vive la France! I know. Leon, could I just say, I cannot believe we have yet another prison scene. Okay, oh. I think we've gone on record here on these pole dark recaps that we don't like them. They're cold, they're dark, they're dreary. Things are, it's always bad in prison. We can't really see what's going on because it's dark, as I just said. So, and yet, once again, here we go. Now we're in a French prison. Another and prison. I, I just, yeah. Yeah. First, we had the British prison with Downton Abbey. We didn't care yes. about that guy in prison. We know he's going to get out. He's a main character. So it's really just delaying that. Then in Scotland, we had Jamie in prison. Those were yeah. terrifying scenes. We don't need any of that. And now we have Doc Ennis in like a gross, dirty prison. And the problem is their faces are always dirty. And I, I don't like looking <laughs> dirty faces all day long. Uh, just okay. want to take a face cloth. Just- 
wash their faces. <laughs> okay. So Ross and the pirate are having some sort of conversation, but of course we can't understand because we don't know what the pirate is saying. Right, Jill? Okay. And uh, no, we, I, I cannot, we need subtitles. Okay. We're not alone. Okay. People have spoken out about this, Lee, and we need subtitles for the pirate. We don't understand. The other thing that is not working well is they're supposed to be on the down low, Lee. Yeah. They're supposed to be hiding. Okay. When you've got that giant hook, okay, you are not, you are pretty obvious. Like that, that is, you just, people look at that hook, okay? And they, they look at that pirate. So those two are not doing a very good job hiding in France. Yeah. And he's literally sitting in the bar, like sharpening a knife. Like I just, (laughs) that seems to be, I I thought those scenes, frankly, were directed very cartoonishly. I mean, not, none of that. None of the, like, I'm in a bar in, you know, a small town in France waiting for my contact. None of it worked for me. I, none of it. Like, the barmaid. Oh, the French maid? What did you yeah. think of the French barmaid? You knew she was going to turn him in. Yes. You knew that, right? I mean, yeah. duh. She's staring at him, staring at It's just, oh. And then and, and then once that one scene where Ross comes in and he's wearing, like, the hipster green cap and the pea coat. Like, what is he, storming a craft brewery? I just... <laughs> <laughs> I understand. All right. So here's what we know, though. This French contact shows up. He looks like a young Harry Dean Stanton. I thought, yes. like, oh, my yes, gosh. Yes, did. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And we know this. Things in France are bad. It's bad to be in a French prison. The guards are brutal. They're just guillotining yeah. everyone they can. And uh, he Ross is going to need to give this contact a lot of money just to get the names from the prison. They're not even doing a prison break. Like it wasn't I, uh, even. Ross doesn't even see me. Uh, well, but this is Ross's thing. He does like to, you know, he, he feels very strongly about his good friend, Dr. Ennis, you know, and so he's trying to fight the good fight here. And this is, and he much rather do that for some reason than be back with Demelza, which I don't understand. But, right. uh, so, but he doesn't seem very good at it, Leanne. Like, no. You know, like like the young Harry Dean Stanton seems to be taking advantage of him. Yeah, <laughs> yes. like, <laughs> yes, yeah. And then, and then he's, and then he, again, so obvious, turned down, turns down the barmaid's overtures and then manages to get himself arrested and possibly guillotined. I don't know. It just didn't seem that critical. Now, I, I will say that French DA yeah. in the little, the little hat, he was cute. Okay. Was the big lips and, yeah. The, and the, yeah, he was a hot <laughs> French DA. Yeah. It was all working for me. That little hat too. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, he looked like a French Ross, you know, he had the hair, yeah. the cheekbones, the piercing eye. I mean, I hope we see more of him. Uh, yeah. So, um, so yeah, Ross, you know, took the mic, bribed him. The guy takes the money. Then Ross is like jumping into the water and running around in the hay bales. I, I just couldn't see anything. Those scenes are dark. I don't, I don't know what's happening. I don't know. And then when he breaks out, he's like running around in daylight. Okay. <laughs> Anyone who has ever broken out of prison will tell you, you lay low during the day. You move at night, okay? I mean, this is sort of simple stuff that we would expect more from Ross. I think the big surprise was when the pirate spoke French, you could actually understand his French better than his English. Yes. I think he studied at the Sorbonne, Liam. Yeah. So, <laughs> that was magnifique. Uh, it was. I just, whew. And then, uh, so, and Ross you know, escapes back to England and uh, and back to Cornwall. And we know from the list that Dwight is alive. So yes. that's- Thank what we, goodness yes. for that. 
Thank yeah. goodness for that, because that sweet Caroline, we just love her so much. And she looked exquisite this week in that sort of embroidered lace collar on that oh, dress. I know. She's just, she's just lovely. Okay. Sitting alone in front of that big fireplace. I know. Yeah, she needs to get to some bread pounding. You know, yeah. she needs to come on over to the bread pounding clatch and do that. So we know that Dwight is such a good man that he's even like doctoring in the French prison. And, and he does say France is a desperate place. And I, and it's kind of foreshadowing like, okay, we don't want to get into this in England. Boy, Ross acknowledges it. Dwight does like, this is bad here. People, they are making decisions willy nilly. And that may come home to roost now that they have the bewigged George the Weasel in the family. So, Okay, storyline two, George the Weasel becomes everything we hate and more. And then, and somehow that turns Elizabeth on. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. Yeah. So Elizabeth, that. She's a mystery. You know, she really is a mystery. Like if she really did love, you know, the heart of this is that she and Ross were supposed to have this great passionate love, you know, and that it was unrequited love because she ended up marrying her first husband because she thought Ross was dead. And then he comes, Ross comes back and. You know, you were you sort you were torn about who to root for there. But I am not I'm not on Team Elizabeth at all. Are you? No, no. She definitely has turned mean and vindictive and small. Like when you think about it, why is she even that mad at Ross? I mean, I I know like they had the night of passion, and then she has a baby. But she baby kinda... P. I'm just going to call the baby baby P for Poldark. Yeah, baby. <laughs> okay, good one. Because Valentine is stupid, and we're not going to call yeah. a baby that. Um, yeah, the, the you know she seems to have everything she wants. She wanted, she married a guy for money the first time around. The second time around, she has the big house. She has the new baby. Like, what's not to like about her life? I don't know why she's always hating on Ross and Demelza. So, yeah. uh, and now the whole family. So that the storyline opens up. We're at the Church of the Small Minded. You know where. <laughs> I know. And the basket full of deplorables are outside singing their hearts out, Liam, singing their hearts out. My gosh. What were those like church family singers in the 60s that used to have the holiday specials? What were they called? (laughs) That's what I was thinking. It's a nice group of people. Those Methodists. Okay. I loved it. And inside the church, like, because they're not allowed in the church now, the, you know, the Demelza family singers, they, they have to stay outside. So they're singing and they're trying to bring peace and love. And inside the church, George like physically gags when he sees his fellow churchgoers, who of course he calls the vulgars. I know that was really nice. That was super nice. And Elizabeth tries to counsel George. She's like, you know, maybe if you weren't such a jerk, people wouldn't hate you. <laughs> so, I mean, she says it pretty plainly. But, you know, he's very suspicious and he wants to get those Methodists. I mean, I don't – is there something I don't know about the Methodists? Is okay, that- the Methodists. Okay. They are the vulgars, Leanne, apparently, uh, or at least according to George. Because, you know, because they're not the Church of England, Leanne. They're, they're going their separate ways. They're doing different okay. things. So okay. Okay. Suspicious. Okay. All right. So, um, so, you know, George is about to take the bench for the first time. He's very excited. He makes a feeble attempt to get Elizabeth to join him. And Elizabeth's like, you know, I'm very busy. I have this baby's life to ruin. So I can't, I can't come with you. (laughs) Yeah. 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 She just brushed him off. She was like, she's not being the good wife there. You know, I mean, he was sort of psyched to be on the bench. He sees this as his big moment uh, that he's really made it in the world and he's consolidating his power. So, 
Meanwhile, they, they managed to cast a baby who has a gigantic head of Ross's hair. I mean, like, yes, baby, baby P is like he's that is got those dark locks coming out. Yep. Okay, so then we get the dueling scenes. You know, the Francis Ford Coppola scene. We have the guillotine, the beheading in France, where Ross is with the pirate, and then we have the swearing in of Justice George, and yeah. then Justice George comes to the bench and he just throws the book at a pheasant poacher and we're I like okay, I mean the poor guy I mean he didn't know what was happening he just he just wanted a pheasant he just want he was hungry you know so yeah, yeah. you knew it you knew that was you knew he was going to be that kind of judge right yeah. right so he's hanging george and um and then the methodists have sort of squatters rights on this church building and they're fixing it up and george says and none of that and elizabeth gets wind of the fact that it's actually demel's brothers that are trying to fix up the church that francis gave to the town and and, and she goes nuts she goes haywire like this is all this evil plot from ross I mean, really, Elizabeth? You think he spends all day sitting thinking about you? I guess, I guess she does. This is the love, love, hate, jealousy. The passion is so deep in Elizabeth that she just snapped when she heard that Demelza was around because she does see Demelza as a rival, despite the fact that Demelza like saved Elizabeth's life, really nursed her back to uh, to care. So yeah. Okay, so they they take the church away from Demelza's brothers. Uh, George appoints a constable. I'm just going to call Constable Big Pants because he immediately, <laughs> like, you know, has a power trip and starts threatening them and things like that. He's going to be, you can tell, he's going to be the enforcer character on the show now. And then they decide, just up and decide, Elizabeth and George, to abandon Jeffrey Charles. They got to get out of town. They got to they gotta get out of Trenwith. They have to move away from Ross because he's ruining their lives, even though Ross is sitting in a bar in France doing absolutely nothing to them. So they decide to pay, take the baby that they don't like and move to the townhome, leaving Jeffrey Charles, Aunt Agatha, and Morwenna. Okay, her name is Morwenna. Morwenna. Okay. Okay. I know that was, Leon. I just assumed that that was some convenient plot twist, yeah. that they just had to get him out of the house for some reason, because it didn't even make sense. Like, I mean, that was such a a, a weird turn. Like, okay, yes, let's go live in our city house now. Right. You know? And she takes the baby who she doesn't appear to like and leaves the kid who she used to like. So, yes. um, but all we know is that Aunt Agatha, Jeffrey Charles, and Marwenna are like ready to party. They are <laughs> so happy that that's... I know. That was I funny. know. And then Marwenna is going to get that cute Drake. Yeah. He's going to be back on the scene. Yeah. Now, now that he doesn't have to worry about Weasel George and Elizabeth. Yeah. yeah. That's going to be yeah. good. There's going to be a lack of oversight. And we know on Agnes, she's all for the romance. She's all for that. So she's going to yeah. be fine. Uh, even though he's a vulgar, she's going to be fine. And then we see another scene where George, um, in an attempt to curry favor with a, a wealthy, a wealthy, uh, who would he be? A wealthy, well-to-do guy, <laughs> a well-connected man. George throws a book at a servant girl who accuses the son of a well-to-do guy of rape. And so George throws a book at her. So that's yeah. awesome. You know, yeah. there we it's go. Just really just some great justice he's handing down there. Yep. Yeah. Meanwhile, Dr. Feelgood shows up at the townhouse with Elizabeth and says, you know, here's something for your constitution. It's really going to fortify your constitution and drops three drops of something 
into her sherry. Yeah. And, and Julie, I think those three drops were opium, right? I yeah, think it was I laudanum. assume so, Lynn. Yeah. That's where I was going. So now they're going to make, you know, uh, Elizabeth totally drug dependent. Uh, yeah, that's the way George She was like. totally drug dependent five <laughs> minutes later, right? I mean, George yeah. returns with that wig on and she's like, oh, I'll take another bottle of that sherry with the... the. I mean, she was like an instant yeah. addict. So She's an instant addict. Yeah. yeah, well, she, you know, she didn't really see that. So that is, that is a very dark turn for yeah. Elizabeth. You yeah. know, uh, you know, I mean, is, I, I don't really wish her, you know, I, I don't give bad things. I don't want bad things to happen to her. It's just, but she's, she's on a, she's on a bad path there. It's, it's <laughs> going to go. Yeah. She is. But they did have that one scene where they're like fired up about Ross. And then the next thing you know, they're totally making out. Like she, she hasn't touched George in years. So, uh, <laughs> So I don't know. We have to see. So stay tuned. We're going to get um, drug-addled Elizabeth. So that'll be great. And yeah. um, I, I predict she will be the most attractive uh, drug addict ever. Yes. So that will be. Yes. She's be... just going to be lying around in the bed in her night clothes. Yeah. She's going to look really good. But her hair is going to be fabulous, Liam. <laughs> okay. And finally, our last storyline is Demelza stepping into the void. Now, she she has a big scene at the end with Ross where he comes back and he's annoyed that Demelza's given away his best storehouse to the brothers for their church. And how could he do that without asking? And she's like, are you kidding me? You know, you're yes, gone. I, and and oh, I step into the that void. stink eye, right? Yeah. She gave him that stink eye and just said, yeah, you're are you kidding me? Yeah. Who, who do you think you're talking to, Mr. Right. Ross? Yeah, well, you know, I'm stepping into the void. Do it, Demelza. Step into the void. So she did it this week. She's bringing the community together. She's running the farm. She saved the Methodists. She reached up to that really high shelf to get a jar. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that, that was how, that was, that was how Caroline couldn't have done that. No. Yeah, Caroline, she, Caroline couldn't have opened it either. And who knows what was in the jar, but, yeah. uh, she got that jar. That was good, Liam. Yeah. She bounded that bread. She seemed to like get like six months pregnant over the course of this episode, <laughs> right? I think it's the staring out at sea that she did. I think it just really, uh, it is sort of enlarged the baby. Yeah. Yep. That's what happened. Yeah. And then when Ross finally comes back, what does she do? She seduces her man, you know, she yeah. does it. So, uh, so she is really coming into her own, always my favorite character and she's great. So there you have it. That was this week's poll dark. Do you think we have to go back to that prison next week, Julie? I think so. Unfortunately, I'm only, I'm hoping though, that there will be yet another scene with that cute French district attorney okay. in the teeny <laughs> tiny hat. That's the only way I'm going back. Cause I don't care about the, you know, it's a prison. I mean, I, we got to get Dr. Ennis out. Somehow. Yeah. No, we got to get him out. I don't, I don't need to see the pirate anymore. You know, uh, I mean, he so, was unattractive. Let's just yeah. say it. Like I, I didn't realize the how unattractive. Oh gosh, and you're the disgusting. scarring and the and the uh, dirty yeah. face. I don't it's just I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it. Okay. All right. We're the Satellite Sisters. Just a reminder, we're also recapping Madam Secretary now, episode season four, episode one uh, this week. So if you're a Madam Secretary fan, please join us. And every week on Tuesday, we post a new Satellite Sisters podcast that we do with our sister Liz. This week, we were able to see... Um, Julie, Liz and I went to the premiere of Jane, the new documentary about Jane Goodall. Okay. Oh, I want to hear more about that. Lynn. Fantastic. She's fantastic. So that's on the new podcast. We, we're going to talk once and one time only about Harvey Weinstein. That's it. He's dead to us now. So we're, 
we're talking about that. And then you have a robot that you think is going to change your life. So we're going to talk about that on uh, the Satellite Sisters podcast. So you can subscribe to Satellite Sisters at Apple Podcasts or at Stitcher. You can find out everything you need at SatelliteSisters.com. Thanks for tuning in to Paul Dark and Handsome. Don't forget, call your Satellite Sister. <laughs>